the 80s, but wow. If you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Don't cross the streams. Good day, I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? Read my lips. This segues so nicely into my 80s weekend. Let's do a show. Let's do it. Uh, welcome, everybody. Episode number two, Random Draw, a 1980s podcast. I am your host, Daniel Mann. With me, as always, Dave Hubbard. That's me. And Mark Belisle. Rep your set. I don't... <laughs> That's like a, a gang thing. Yeah. I don't get it. I just well, saw it gang, on Medea. Gang, <laughs> gang, <laughs> gang, okay. Gangs were big in the 80s and currently. And currently, depending so, on the gang. So that's fine. Yeah. E- excellent. This is, if you're not familiar <laughs> with the podcast, this is a podcast about the 1980s from three gentlemen that kind of lived through it. Yeah. But I, we don't remember a lot about it. We were there for some of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was born in 1980. So when the 80s ended, if you do your math correctly, I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Dave and I were four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have fond memories of the 80s, but in this show, we like to go back and revisit some of the things that we may have forgot about and learn some fun facts along the way. Or just facts. Other people should tell you they're fun. I will tell you they are fun. <laughs> yeah. These are fun facts. They yeah. are facts. For the sure. first episode, I learned so much about everything. everything. Yeah. The 80s. Yeah, was which great. was the point. Even doing the research is a lot of fun because I've learned so much more than I will bring to the podcast. Because Hot iron, baby. Yeah. It can only be so long as a podcast, says the editor. It's... <laughs> It's like going back to school, but you're not going into debt while doing it. And hmm, you okay. don't get yelled at for laughing. Who yelled at you for laughing? My mom. School? I was homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That makes sense. I was like, who possibly could have shouted at Dave? So the way the show works, two of us will come up with smaller topics, and one person will come up with a longer topic, and we will all just discuss and go about our day. Discussing 80s things. <laughs> Uh, I am up first tonight, Ooh, believe it or not. What you got for us? I'm going to talk about the Flobe. The so, Flobe? The Flobe. Dave, now, Dave now you're not familiar thing. with this, I don't right? even know what this is. Okay, that's fine. And I purposefully, as usual, did zero research on it because it's yeah. not my topic. So, Dave, you like mm-hmm. space. I love space. Think about space and astronauts living in space stations and space shuttles or whatever they do up there. So mm-hmm. my normal week then. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spend time thinking about this. And Dave, have you ever thought about how these astronauts cut their hair? I have not. So the oh, astronauts. Oh boy, you are in for yeah, a the, treat. The astronauts cut their hair using a vacuum system. It makes sense. Yeah. So you don't want hair particles going They also going go around. to the bathroom with a vacuum system. All right. Well, I a mean, lot of things with a vacuum two system. Different, two different things in this. <laughs> I mean, it's ridding your body <laughs> yeah. of excess. What do they do with, what do they do with the waste? Just, oh, poop orbiting space, mark. baby. Poop orbits the Earth. Yeah. Into space. What do you think they do with it? Oh, man. What have a you metaphor. Seen what, we did? <laughs> <laughs> what a metaphor. Have you seen what we did to the Earth? What yeah. do you think we do <laughs> with it? Hey, guys, check this out. Out the window. No. and there it goes here's the thing have you it's ever frozen now like as a guy have you ever stood on top of a very large like high place and thought man i want to pee off this because oh, it's yeah. just fun to you know see your pee go that far sure i've peed into the grand canyon personally which is an excellent experience that i recommend to anyone <laughs> in your face earth yeah also i own the grand canyon in my opinion <laughs> so uh i feel like space is just the ultimate one-upsmanship like yeah i'm sitting around with an astronaut and i'm going Hey, man, I peed in the Grand Canyon. He's like, yeah, I peed on the Earth. Yeah, I pooped around the Earth, idiot. Uh, So so there's a gentleman uh, who was a carpenter in San Diego, California. His name was Rick E. Hunts. And he said, I'm sorry, Ricky Hunt? Rick E. Hunts sees this, and he goes, oh, my gosh, I have an idea. And he creates the Floby. 
by getting some hair clipping shears and essentially mm-hmm. hooking them to a vacuum. Okay. And so he's cutting his hair with these. I feel like they use that in the barbershop on like the, the buzzers when they do like the back of your neck or whatever. Sure, maybe now, but in 1988, this was unheard of. This was gotcha. groundbreaking. Yeah, this is groundbreaking. So this guy, he starts selling the Floby out of his garage. So he, Where he, else do you keep your shop back? <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> Eventually, they make so many attachments for this that you can use it with 90% of vacuums. Wow. I Ooh, guess. I don't know. Okay. I feel like there's only a couple different types of vacuums. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you can't use a dust buster with it. but <laughs> You can great. if you're dedicated enough. <laughs> handheld. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, he comes up with this idea. So he starts selling them. It's starting to take off a little bit. He gets a patent for this device that hooks onto it. Sure. It's this big yellow device it doesn't look anything like you would assume it looked like no but you uh, move it back and forth above your head and it sucks the hair up and it cuts by the blades and it mm-hmm. has adjustments so it can go from um half an inch up to six inches long so it's not made for women <laughs> so or, or women with short hair it can make any quarter inch increment in between there oh okay yeah great for if you like you're interested in undercutting like your hair absolutely mm-hmm. because yeah. this <laughs> because <laughs> Get go fierce, girl. This <laughs> maybe get, get fierce. <laughs> All right. And it says you shouldn't try to cut more than half an inch length at a time because okay. it has its limits, Dave. It's, it's not perfect. It's not magic. What I want to know is how many people got their hair stuck in this thing. According to this, none. Like really? this isn't. You have it's to see a ton it. of razor blades spinning in a circle, and you are just jamming your hair into this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's basically sucking your hair into the blades. Yeah, gotcha. and then chopping and them, and then it. as you're moving the hose around your head it's just sucking up the longer hair (laughs) yeah 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 and now i've told you how to use the floby (laughs) yeah exactly interesting wouldn't it make all this all your hair the same length then that's why you change it and you layer Mm -hmm. it yeah you want to taper it yeah you want you want to try for sure if i don't have (laughs) layers i just look ridiculous i mean mean, if you want to go with the five all the way around yeah if you want to do your amish cut just do (laughs) just just be prepared yeah it's not gonna look great would it compliment may vary would it compliment my current bowl cut that is really what i want it would improve it yeah because it would be, improve on a bowl cut? It would be the perfect length. <laughs> yeah, you would. I think you would get a lot of utility out of a floby right now. You don't have to have some wonky-eyed hairstylist judging your lines. Mm-hmm. This floby can only go so far. So <laughs> I watched it's a be guy perfect. on YouTube give himself a floby. Yeah, haircut. those commercials. Oh my gosh, was it new? It's like yeah, he's like I got this quarantine hair and I'm gonna cut my hair. <laughs> I saw, I <laughs> Did saw you see the exact video because it was in the front. It was fine, I guess, but in the back, it was jacked up. <laughs> Yeah, well, it makes sense because he was all, by himself, yeah, right? It was all lined up in the back because uh-huh. he was, like, changing. You're mm. supposed to, like, layer it in the back, but he can't see what he's doing. So he's just lying. He's, he's working hard with that mirror, too. He's, he's like, dead. trying to make it happen. Yeah, and it wasn't it great. Wasn't. So Rick Hunts graduates to um, selling the Floby at trade shows, county fair demonstrations. You know, those, like, big barns <laughs> you go yeah. in. There's people. I love it. Ricky Hunts is in there uh, shilling it. So eventually, it gets pretty big, right? In the year 2000, from when it released in 1988 until the year 2000, there was 2 million Flobies sold. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. That's a lot of vacuum hair cutters. Yeah, and if you go to the website today, it is the single worst website I've ever seen in Does my life. Does it look like a website made in the 80s, which doesn't even make sense because Absolute, the internet barely barely Absolutely it does. It's <laughs> awful. And the craziest part is the Floby is sold out. Like you cannot get really? the Floby because of quarantine. Oh, you can't get the so Floby right now. 
Floby was pretty big in pop culture. A lot of shows have referenced it and gone over the Floby. One of the most famous ones is um, Wayne's World. They had a product called the Suck Cut, <laughs> and it like sucked Garth's soul out as they were trying to cut his hair. Wow, this is a dated looking website. It is terrible. So if you if you are unfamiliar with the Floby, just Google Floby and go to their their website, and it's like this crazy yellow color. It is not updated. Yeah. <laughs> It's well, really why bad. would you? Save money, save time, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask, how much do you think the MSRP for the Floby is? Like in the Ooh. 80s or now? I have both. Okay. In the 80s, I think it was $45. Dave, you could not have purchased a Floby with $45. Really? It's But it's just an attachment to your vacuum cleaner. Yeah, but think about all the money you're saving It's not just one attachment. It's multiple attachments for different lengths. It looks like a kind of like It kind of looks like a laser gun. Yeah, it's yellow, obnoxious yellow, and mm-hmm. then it has like this see-through tube so you could see your hair in there. Yeah. Whoa. And then different adjustable length things that like, attach so yeah, to guards. it. Yeah. So yeah. for some guards. reason in my head when you were describing it, I thought... You like I can't think of the word guards. <laughs> I thought you like twisted it or something, and that changed the blade length. I didn't realize. Oh no, oh, no, 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 no! This is a very. You need to stop the machine oh, okay. <laughs> and change the guard okay. to get the appropriate amount of of hair up in there. Then at that point, I say one twenty-five. No, that is too much. You've gone insane, Mark. Do you have any guesses? Let me go with uh, eighty dollars. That is too little. Too little. Too wow. little for the okay. The, the normal price was ninety-eight ninety-five for the Floby. But imagine if this was the type of haircut you desired you could save a lot of money on haircuts <laughs> if you are into having your hair cut like an Amish person. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, right now- I hun- apologize to all of our Amish listeners. It'd be which, weird. Like, which can't exist. I which suppose, technically cannot be. I, I suppose congratulations on Rumspringa. <laughs> that Make is the, the best of it. Only <laughs> situation. You are, yeah, you are wasting your time. Yeah. If, Enjoy episodes one through maybe five? Yeah. If you are on Rumspringa, you're doing it wrong. I love it. Uh, uh, current price one thirty nine ninety five. Oh, so they really yeah. haven't gone up that much. I mean, I, so you figure you spend see. like what twenty bucks a haircut, like minus tip. I pay more than that. Do you? Oh yeah, I'm a fancy boy. I go you to go a salon because my hair is like out of control. Yeah, I hear you. I have my own kind of hair. It grows up. <laughs> You get height. <laughs> yeah, anti-grav hair, that's uh, yeah, you look a like, pretty penny. You look like a redheaded Marge Simpson over there sometimes. <laughs> that's what, if I shave the sides, and I often threaten to get like a pick to just like pick oh, my yeah, hair. Yeah. Just, yeah. But I you have yet do to it. do it. I should. I mean, it's mm, getting- get some hairspray? It's getting a little more than I would like now. I Not enough to flow be it, but- it's but, when is it enough to flow be it? I don't know. I don't want to spend $140 on a flow That's fair. That's the problem there. You have to really make sure that you're okay with somebody at home cutting your hair. Well, I mean, I'll just shave my head at Well, that point, I so. know that Amber wants me to have a better haircut. Be- not a better, but she <laughs> she doesn't want me to have a stupid looking haircut because uh-huh. she has to see my stupid head all the time. Yeah. And that's only funny for a little bit. Then eventually you're like, oh my God, like, could you please do something with your head? <laughs> so I know she, would, she wouldn't do me dirty with the floby. She, maybe once. Just to as like, a joke. Just, yeah, as just a to, joke. Just, like one of those reverse mohawks where it's just a strip missing in <laughs> right down the middle, middle, in the middle so, of your head. So I bet I pay around thirty to thirty-five dollars, depending on the tip. Okay. Uh, for a haircut, so it wouldn't really take me. No, and it's I like have three haircuts. Yeah, and I have to get my haircut at normally twice a month if we weren't in a pandemic. Yeah. I would normally get my haircut twice a month. Always looking fresh. Always fresh. You mm-hmm. never know when you're going to meet the president, so you got to be looking <laughs> dope. 
There are so good. many things I want to say to this, all of which will be cut from the podcast. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see American. I didn't say American president. Any president. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Zimbabwe president. <laughs> yeah. Any of them. South African president. Yeah. I don't care. Australian president. <laughs> Hello, Marquois. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the flow bee, Dave. It's inspired by space. Solid. Sort I like of. it. I, like I, it. I heard that space smells like burnt steak. That can't be, but... <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. was the thing I saw and is I it, read. Is it because the capillaries in your nose are bursting? <laughs> it's because you're, you're dying very quickly. Maybe. Maybe. That's, that's all super interesting, Dan. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Enjoy the Floby, everybody. Yeah. Uh, 1988 that came out. Hmm. Interesting. 80s, man. I tell you, always innovating. If you're really looking for a good time, go back and watch those Floby commercials. They also end abruptly. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> is it because they end with pain and screaming and blood? Yeah, like blood cheating <laughs> I, I was thinking that maybe the reason maybe they end is because the original commercial probably had like call this number oh yeah and yeah, so yeah. they probably cut it but it mm-hmm. is funny watching this guy like he has this goofy look on his face and he's flobing his hair and then it just stops it's just <laughs> like, like whoa that's black. weird <laughs> maybe it's just you've seen all you need to see about the i don't know that if point. that's true I, I need to see it all so i did see this video on youtube because i get into some real youtube wormholes mm-hmm. but it was a guy who found a pair of like old japanese like shears okay and like they were all rusted so he was restoring them i don't oh, know okay. yeah and what i was never he gonna do with them i apparently used them on his own head shear things obviously yeah, yeah. what an idiot what a stupid question <laughs> and you know how they have those electric trimmers now with the uh, guards that you can put on and yeah. you can do your hair or your beard or whatever this was like one of those except it was manual oh that's exhausting right. so like it had the head of like an electric trimmer yeah but it, like the bottom of it was like a pair of scissors that you would squeeze oh and then, man and then that's how it would shear no, the hair thank off your you. head i shaved my beard in like a very short amount of time yeah. i can't imagine doing that <laughs> and so like he was like grabbing handfuls of his hair and cutting him with the scissors right in the back yeah or oh, like boy. where all over the place okay i don't know how he's doing all it. over the all place. over the place on his head but then like once he got the hair like short he took these trimmers and then like he just no. like gouged them into his skin and squeeze work parallel these blades would go sh- sh- like that yeah over the top of each other yeah and then they would just cut your hair that way no thank you and he was and like he's just doing it at the back of his head and stuff yeah like, he's just go- like giving himself like a nice taper and i was like that looks very painful <laughs> no the floby is far safer <laughs> yeah use the floby over that another marketing thing for the floby was you can use it on your pets but there's like no way because like my dogs hate the vacuum anyway. Yeah. And if I try to like maul them with this haircutting <laughs> machine, there's no way they'll be traumatized forever. Right? But I guess some dogs are more tolerable than my animals that I've tortured. <laughs> Dave, Daniel, what do, what do you have for us tonight? Today we'll be talking about the history of the swatch. The swatch. swatch. These are the swatches you use to help you pick out colors for your yep. living room. Obviously. Dave okay. is talking about all of the paint swatches <laughs> you can get. Speaking of, what does swatch stand for? Do you know? Special weapons and tactics. Okay. Uh, hijinks. Game. All of this is so wrong. <laughs> Didn't you leave a letter out? As, wait, spell swatch. S-W-A-T-C-H. Special weapons yeah. and tactics. Cool habits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, solid waste and it's tac- not an acronym. And oh, it's not no, an acronym. Okay, because you asked me what it stood for, oh, and yeah. I thought it was an acronym. So Is it short for something? Yeah, it's short for second watch because they just wanted you to keep buying more of these watches because they marketed it oh. as a fashion accessory. <laughs> so it's not, not an acronym. Okay. It okay. just stands for second watch. So although some people are mistaken, uh, 
some people actually think it stood for Swiss watch because it's a Swiss company. So the Swatch, the company (laughs) owns Swatches, the brand, because Swatches was the first brand that when the Swatch company became a company in 1983, that was their first brand that they made. That's not convoluted at all. No. No. Now they own like 10 different brands of watches, but they're all Swiss watches. They're all Swiss company. Swiss army watch. I certainly didn't ask you to repeat that three times so I could understand what you're talking (laughs) about. Yeah, I glazed over. I was like, like, wow, Switzerland's crazy. Well, they actually, so officially the company is now called Swatches LTD or whatever. Originally. Swatches Limited? Yeah. (laughs) Dope. Originally in 1983, the company was called Societe de Microlectronic Q et de Herlogary. Oh, well, that's like, and that, I'm that, sure that I said that. <laughs> is that one word? Yeah, that rolls right no, off the top. It's only like three, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's less than you would think. <laughs> oh, boy. If our over under was five, yeah. <laughs> I'll that take is, the over. Yeah, that is less word than you think it is. <laughs> um, what's that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> this is how it feels like getting that somebody. Is how it, that yeah. is how it feels. I just caught Dave with his research something, pants down something nope. was like electronic yeah it's yeah a, it's basically the group that makes electronic watches or something like that the but swiss group yeah swiss scientists so to Making actually watches. talk about swiss watches to talk about swatches <laughs> we can't start in 1983 if they're found uh-oh oh no we need to start in the 1500s oh no thank you to talk about swatches oh welcome to your 1580s podcast yes yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> enjoy it have you ever seen a cuckoo clock on a wristband <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So in 1541, John Calvin, who's part of the like Protestant movement, he outlawed jewelry in Geneva. Oh. The problem was that a bunch of Huguenots had just migrated to Geneva and all of them. To be clear, jewelry in Geneva is my favorite Woody Allen film. <laughs> it's my favorite ska band. Ooh. I do like that as a ska band. <laughs> Better joke. They went ahead and had a problem because they were a bunch of jewelry makers <laughs> who now couldn't make jewelry in the town they had all moved to. Yeah. Yeah. They realized that what they could do was make fancy watches. Which there was a huge market for since nobody now could wear their jewels. That seems like a loophole. Found that loophole, baby. Because John Calvin officially declared watches a necessary tool, unlike jewelry, which is apparently, I don't know. Just a a flex. Yeah, a flex for the devil or something. (laughs) So, (laughs) a flex for the devil. My favorite 80s hairband. Oh, man. That is actually a good yeah, like, Black Sabbath name. Flex I'm for the devil. <laughs> Love that song by Motley Crue. Yep. Flexing for the devil. Flexing for the devil. Let's do it. Let's just recreate songs. <laughs> so by the by, like 1601, there was a full watchmakers guild in Switzerland. Uh, in fact, to use the term Swiss made, you on any watch that you make, you actually have to have permission from the government. <laughs> I was going to say it had to be made in Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, who, who regularly checks your facility and ensures the quality is up to oh. Swiss snuff or oh, whatever. They really care. Basically, the Swiss had it perfectly from an economic standpoint because, of course, they took watchmaking very seriously mm-hmm. and they didn't focus on anything else like allying yourself to either side in any war ever. Yeah. Time doesn't stop. There. Yeah. So while the rest of the world is, I don't know, fighting for things. <laughs> the Swiss are like, well, I'm going to make sure you meet that fight on time. Yeah, I see your bombs, but what time is it? When the train is coming, you'll know. D-Day and or defending from D-Day, we will make sure you're both on time. Yeah. Oh, hard pass on that. But I do have these watches for sale. I do like the idea of the Swiss as arms dealers, except with timepieces. Yeah, they're, they're oh. arming people with arm yeah. watches. Yeah. The Swiss went ahead and basically took over the market. Like They have dominated watches for years until... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And this is where 
there's a problem and there's a there's a rift here because it's called the quartz crisis oh, oh. No. or the quartz revolution depending on who you listen to depending Uh-oh. on what side of the aisle yeah, you're on d- depending on what set you're repping yeah so if you are Rep part your of set. <laughs> if you're a part of the large asian markets uh-huh. that produced quartz watches it was a revolution oh, in the oh. 60s and 70s but of course if you are a switch mechanical watchmaker it is the swartz uh, swartz <laughs> it is the swartz is strong with you yeah oh my swartz watch <laughs> it is the quartz crisis they actually had a, a almost small recession in switzerland oh, because no. they lost so much money in the 60s and 70s from all of these quartz watches horning up on their business. What? Oh, oh. they like probably lowballed them on the price. Bit, well, mm-hmm. when the average Swiss watch was like eight grand, oh, and then oh, suddenly China not, was like, here's a $19 yeah, quartz watch. Not hard to get <laughs> below that number. Right. Is it handmade? No. Uh, no. no. But it's uh, cheap. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't so, cost 18 grand. You can buy a Metro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but a couple of different Swiss watchmakers came together and they created it that were failing. And they created a new company Uh-oh. that ended up being this company, the Swatch second, Company second in 83. Watch. Second watch company. <laughs> and, the, and their whole deal was that they needed to figure out a way to get into this quartz-dominated market. Uh-oh. So the they, quartz underground. Oh, yeah. Very much so. So they did this in an ingenious way, and it was two mass-produced watches. So oh. up until this point, all Swiss watches were handmade. Oh, no. Which made them expensive. Mm-hmm. It also yeah. made them slow to produce. They used an average of 91 parts per watch. Seems excessive. Whereas the Swatch, average of 51 parts. Oh, downgrade. But the real good thing, injection molds. So they can now oh. mass produce them. Here's the problem. They all look the same. And part of like the Swiss oh, watch thing was yeah. they're all handmade, and they're all unique, and they're all special. And suddenly that wasn't a thing. So they realized because they're all the exact same size, the exact same shape, what you could do is change the color of the band, mm-hmm. and then by the next year, you could hire artists to do different backgrounds behind mm-hmm. the watch itself. Ooh, okay. So Eat it, quartz. Stupid quartz fiend. Well, quartz. so suddenly, between Uh-oh. like 1984 was really the first year they started really producing them and, and getting them out there, and they only made a couple million dollars. Oh, no. By the next year, <laughs> they went so. from like $3.5 million to over $100 million in one year of growth. And it's because they had this weird thing where they were spending 30% of the cost of all of the watch on marketing. Huh. Okay. That and makes it makes sense because you gotta you gotta market it. Oh, and you gotta sell once it to the, those little stupid Americans. Absolutely. And once the marketing engine got underway, what they did is convince the average consumer that you needed one for all of your different outfits. Yeah. So the Obviously. average bingo. Yeah. Yeah. The Obviously. average swatch enthusiast yeah. owned between twenty-two and twenty-five a year. You bought that a, a year. year. A year? Dude, it was so crazy. so crazy. I was reading stories so about people who would go like stand in line for the midnight release of the swatches. Uh-huh. The new the new swatches. But here's the thing. Because it was so big, most stores would have one swatch per person limits. So people would buy it, leave, put a wig on, change their outfit to get back in line. Oh, man. People That's need their wild, swatches. Man. Yeah, because the well, resale market was like a 1000 bucks for this $30 swatch. That's I mean, it makes sense. You got to have a nice swatch for your pink lacrosse shirt. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't I look know. at me like that. You look like a lacrosse guy. No way. Oh, man. I don't wear no rugby shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they started to uh, obviously produce tons of different types of them. Um, In fact, in 2016. Hello. In 2016. In 2015, one of the world's largest collections of swatches was sold. 
Guess how many in- swatches were sold in this one collection? How many? Yeah. Oh man. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you this piece of information. They sold for six million dollars. Holy Whoa. crap! There's how, definitely uh, how many swatches were in that collection? Several 12. thousand. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. More, more than They're 12. really rare. <laughs> I'm gonna yes, say, this is the titanium how many swatch. <laughs> how much? Six million? Yeah, six That's... million dollars. This this group of swatches fetched. I'm gonna say forty five thousand. Whoa, that, that seems so like many a lot. Swatches. Seems like <laughs> I know, but it's also $6 now that I said dollars. it, it seems like so many. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with it though. Forty five thousand swatches. That, Mark, that can't be right. I'm gonna go with. Give me about three thousand swatches. Yeah, I was gonna say. Say, say Mar- something. Mark lower. is drastically yes. closer. Say <laughs> something lower. <laughs> say something lower uh, than forty five thousand. The correct answer is five thousand. 800 swatches that's crazy that is a a lot of swatches and b six million dollars is a lot of money for swatches (laughs) so now this says something to me because i know that if i ever get myself into a time cop situation Mm -hmm. and instead of going back and robbing stagecoaches i will go back and get swatches because time cops aren't going to care about that no i'm gonna be (laughs) like was he getting swatches who cares yeah Yeah. i assume he's just trendy (laughs) who knows how many outfits he has perhaps he bought a new outfit (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's pretty much swatches in a nutshell but this led me down a rabbit hole of the craziest thing so the company that uh made the swatch Switzerland. They're based in Beale, Switzerland. Where? Beale. Jessica Beale. Yeah, like Jessica Beale. Okay, Jessica Beale, Switzerland. Yeah. yeah, I assume they named it for her. Yeah. So they invented a new way to tell time. Go okay. On. Okay. Go on. According to this new way to tell time, there is one time zone. Each day is divided into what they refer to as one thousand beats. You have a beat of time that divides each day into yeah, roughly yeah, not if you're little John eighty six point yeah. <laughs> four seconds per beat of time during the day. Okay. It's a very simple thing to figure out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many, what beat a clock is it? Yeah. If you were saying, like, oh, oh it's, it, oh man, I got to wake up at 248 tomorrow. I don't know. It looks like there's eight <laughs> fingers from this guy. So yeah. it's probably like, what? Yeah, like 700 beats. Do you think that we could get custom random draw swatches made? Oh, I don't oh. know. Well, they still make swatches. Of I just looked thing. it up. The yeah. website was way more in depth than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, there's so much going on here. It's still up, a thing. It's updated, unlike Floby. <laughs> well, it's still a very large corporation that owns most of the uh, a large portion of the watch world. Oh, but it's a newer company, unlike like Rolex that started yeah, yeah. in like the 1600s. Yeah, yeah. But I can't afford a Rolex. Correct. I can't afford a Swatch. Well, mm-hmm. but Swatches also did weird things. Like in 1989, they came out with an entire new line of swatches that were called Steel Tech swatches. Okay. They were just metal watches. It was, <laughs> it was, just, it was just back to the watches Steel that they used tech. to make. Oh, reinventing the wheel. It wasn't even reinventing. It was just moving it. the wheel around <laughs> to the beginning. I like the Steel Tech. Oh, check out these Steel Tech wa- watches. I mean, that's just a watch. Oh, I mean, the Steel Tech watches, they seem so much more strong, like a real masculine dude would oh, wear them. Oh, my gosh. Like Jason Statham? Yeah, no, you wear Steel Tech. No, if you want the best swatch, okay. this is my favorite swatch fad that did not really work so swatches made tons of money i was gonna say it's weird that uh, everything's been a hit so far (laughs) here was a hit came out in 1985 yeah did not work it was called granita di fruta okay they were scented swatches i could see how that wouldn't be wonderful do you know what what their tagline was it's the only watch that makes sense not terrible it's not it was like on their posters and everything but they're fruit scented swatches when i was when i was in middle school or something like that 
I went to, there was a store in Oregon called Fred Meyer, which is just like a slightly more upscale Walmart. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I love the concept. So that like their pajama pants didn't have any holes in them or nothing. Yeah. They were like mm-hmm. all the, all the logos were even. They made sense. <laughs> so I bought a shirt there. I thought I was going to be the coolest kid in school. I bought a shirt there that was scented. You scratch the shirt and then you would smell it. Oh. And then, but the second you washed it, it, it just yeah, smells like on. detergent. But I was just like trying to get it. You know, I was trying to get the ladies. So I was like, hey, sniff my shirt. And that's a weird thing. Wait, is that a th- did it's that work we- in your head? No. Like in your head? In my head, yeah. Okay. In my, in my in, head, In your yeah. head, you're like Don But Juan. then like in practice, they're like, good God, no. Like why would I do that? Dude, that's you, weird. Yeah, because you like scratch it first, right? Like, oh, come smell my shirt. And there's like, absolutely not. Yeah, do, you have, do you have scabies and you're trying to get yeah, to me? Because that's what it looks like. And yeah. like on the guy, the shirt was like a guy on a like grape cloud, like surfing or some nonsense <laughs> like that. And it smelled like grapes. So I was like, hey, come, great. Yeah, come smell. Hey ladies, smell my shirt. And they're like, no creep. Like, beat it. You Man, mean they were great. like answering appropriately? <laughs> yeah. yeah as one, listen, if some guy, well, I don't know, if somebody said, hey, smell my shirt, I would. I was going to say, there's but a, I'm not a woman. So. There's a pretty strong, yeah, that's true. Also, I would immediately assume he's not hitting on me because <laughs> it's just not common in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not familiar with it, but I am familiar right. with more than one person asking me to smell their shirt. <laughs> Yeah, but usually it's like after the gym. And but uh, yeah, does this <laughs> hey, stink? Dan, Dan yes. smell this. <laughs> yes, it smells bad. Cool. Yeah. But if I had the swatch, the smelly watch. Yeah, that's great, man. Uh, what sort of scents did they have? Banana. They were fruit scents. Yeah. Okay, so they were like strawberry. What would be cherry. the worst one to wear? Pina colada. <laughs> that's not a fruit. I mean, like pine, a coconut though. <laughs> pina colada. Yeah, you know the pina colada tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was that uh, it was that weird crossover product they had with the pina colada song. <laughs> I would think so, I think right? Banana would be the worst. Banana's got to be pretty. Yeah, banana's gnarly. a weird smell. Have you ever just sniffed a banana? <laughs> no, I'm familiar. I'm more. Fam- <laughs> yeah. I'm like. More familiar with the artificial banana smell than like, I am actual banana like smell. Like runts. The, ba- yeah, the runts bananas yeah, or yeah, whatever? Yeah. I don't know. That would be the worst one. But I think your wrist would just smell like yeah, whatever that just, is forever. Because mm-hmm. I assume you're not washing because you're a dirty idiot. <laughs> well, well, a lot of the Swatch commercials showed people actively like riding bikes or running or playing Oh, yeah, get that sweat or something. So. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the, the active person's watch. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it was the person that changed watch. outfits watch. That's, uh, that's all super interesting. Man, I couldn't believe a scratch and sniff watch then you, yeah. you don't have to scratch it, it no smells. it just smells my shirt oh, was scratched smells. <laughs> i see i've already conflated it with my brain now is it <laughs> sorry about Who that could forget that that swatch where it was the guy riding the <laughs> surfing on the grapes in the if cloud. i can find a picture of this shirt i'll send it i to would you. love to see it was it. and it was like a white t-shirt but like at the very cuffs on the sleeves they were like purple it's like oh my god look how cool i am yeah it's like the single least cool person <laughs> in the whole school <laughs> purple stripes are great oh man i got red hair and even then it was like brighter than it is now like the world has beat it out of me. <laughs> it's like just it's not like, worth it being right yeah, there. Just like your, out. Just like your personality, it's faded with age. <laughs> oh my god, it's so faded. You know, it's now. I'm. It's next to nothing now. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, excellent work, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Swatch Dave. Watches. That was, uh, was all super interesting. Hey man, I learned a song. This, yeah. this doing this podcast is very interesting to me because yeah. of the research. I love it. Uh, Mark's got our our main topic tonight. Main Mark, what do you got for the night? Man of the hour. Yep. Oh man, you guys honor. Be to <laughs> honor the to main the, topic. Yeah, yeah, to the topic guy. Uh, okay, so tonight I'm covering Tetris 84. Tetris 84. I've watched Mark play Tetris. It's a heinous <laughs> thing, and you should never do it. And that's why I'm terrible at it because I get performance anxiety. There is a funny story about <laughs> this Tetris and Mark sending us links 
two Tetris videos. Oh okay, so I was I like, did not watch it. I, was I like, didn't either. I, so I was like trying to explain to them how all, any of this is gonna work, and then I was like, look, I'll just show you guys a video. Yeah, this is, the, this is the best Tetris match I've ever seen. Sure. <laughs> Which that phrase, <laughs> yeah. he said it to us. Yeah, I said it to We're you guys. Like, uh, guys, this is a video of the best Tetris match I've ever seen, and both Dan and I simultaneously were like, "Cool, man, I'm not gonna watch that." Yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark, I like you a lot. You're one of my favorite human beings. Mm, There's zero chance I'm going to watch this video. Yeah, I And that's fine. I I accept that. You know who did watch it, though? Mrs. Walkin' Beans. My wife watched it? She's a sucker. You could get her. I bet bet if you would have asked Amber, she would have watched it, too. Oh, suckers. Yeah, Amber's really sweet because she humors me so much. They're not. Amber informed me that I am essentially married to Mark because (laughs) (laughs) she says that they are like the same person. I don't know about that. Sometimes we have a very similar vibe. They made this. I, they made the same exact joke minutes apart. Just Mark did his over text, and then I said it to Amber, and she's like, "Well, I'm basically Mark, yeah. but a female." And then my whole world came shattering down. Some happens to Amber. You got to fall back. I know. Yeah. I was like so curled just, in the corner. Just make sure we're not shirt. both walking by the road at the same time. Yes. I got to keep you guys apart. Yeah. Don't put I all got, your eggs in one basket. I got a. I got a built-in backup. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so tonight we were talking about Tetris 84, one of my favorite video games of all time, and the only video game I watch competitively, <laughs> which isn't to say competitively against another person. Uh, I just like to watch competitive Tetris. Okay. I don't watch any video games competitively. No, I watch part, myself play them. Yeah. I, when, anytime <laughs> I hear someone yeah. say, like, oh, I'm watching competitive video games, I can't separate, like, my thinking from, like, you're competitively watching it. Like, you, you are <laughs> in very a, competitively yeah, watching this you video You are game. in a contest about watching video games with yeah, somebody else. It's just I'm two dudes on a you. couch, and, like, once one video over, you just, like, stand up and flex on the other dude. You see that? Finish it, the video. Yeah, finish it, idiot. <laughs> like, I dummy. On, I put it on one and a half speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I hope that's what this whole thing's about. No, unfortunately, it is not. It's, it's not going to be. Here's what I've learned. Anytime I learn anything, about something I love, there's usually a sad story behind it. <laughs> Make me Excellent. cry, my love. <laughs> it's like it's never a good time for anyone involved in any of my favorite things. I assume this story starts in Soviet it, Russia. It, yeah. in so- in Soviet it does. Russia. It does, in fact, start in Soviet Video Russia. Video game destroy your life. <laughs> in Soviet Russia, Tetromino <laughs> fall on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's all very sad. So yes, this game does, in fact, start in Soviet Russia. A software engineer by the name of Alexei Pajanov was working just uh, for one of the main Russian companies. Mm-hmm. Russia Corp. Yeah. Russia, Russia Corp. LTD. <laughs> Not? They're creating their first watches. <laughs> okay. What's I, ha- <laughs> I have to like, oh my God, I have to like, stroking? no, I have to really look at this like Russian name because I don't want to botch it, but I'm going to oh, botch oh, okay. it. Okay. Good luck. Alexei Pajanov in 1984 created the game while working for the Dorodnitsyan. <laughs> Dorodnitsyan? Mm-hmm. That sounds like when you play a song backwards. <laughs> Dorodnitsyan? <laughs> Right? Oh, you hear the devil if you play Iron Maiden backwards. I should have just put Andre on the phone and been like, all right, I need you to read lines two, seven. Anytime I press the number one, you read a line. Yeah. (laughs) So he developed this game while working at the Doronitsian Computer Computing Center of the Soviet Academy of Science. Solid. Yeah. Sure. 
It, it totally reads like a Kazakhstan, <laughs> like yeah, a place Borat would work. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he was working in the R&D center in Moscow. Basically, this center was owned by the Russian government. Yeah, it's Russia, Mark. It's That's Russia. what I had to say. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he, while working there, he was inspired by a puzzle game called Pentominos. Pentos Pentomenos. and beans. My yes. favorite Taco Bell. Pentos and beans. So good. <laughs> what a weird Taco Bell order. <clears throat> I think it's Pentos and cheese. I don't know why I would say Pentos and it's just beans and yeah, beans. Yeah, I, like, I, I would like beans and <laughs> Beans. 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 Can I have beans with extra beans? Extra Hold the cheese, be- please. Extra bean, extra sticky rice. Stupid. <laughs> oh, sticky. No, <laughs> you need to explain rice. what you just said. So <laughs> we often get, we have another podcast. If you're unfamiliar, we have another podcast all about board games. We get together every week, play board games. Well, this week we decided to get Thai food. Mm-hmm. And so we are ordering online and I am reading the my order. I'm just getting red curry with pork or whatever and in the order it says extra sticky rice so i assume they mean an extra order of of sticky sticky rice rice because Mm -hmm. that is how my whole life has led me to believe things are spoken or written so i order it and i literally ball of (laughs) tinfoil and like i i go well what is this what is happening yeah i unwrap it and it's just this tightly packed ball Uh of rice it's like a hockey puck it is rice it's crazy we had to like cut it with like a fork and it we couldn't use plastic forks because it barely came apart yeah and it looks like the consistency of like thick oatmeal yeah Yeah. so we're like cutting it apart and i i couldn't handle it i loved it and the worst part (laughs) the worst part of this whole thing and I probably for the remainder of my life. Amber makes the joke. What if it just means extra sticky rice? Like the rice is more sticky. (laughs) And then she was right. Right. But the problem with that is I'm fine with her just being right. The problem is I made a big deal about it. How stupid that sounded. (laughs) And then it like, oh no, now I have this ball of indeed extra Extra sticky sticky rice. rice. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's all I heard for like forever. I assume that's going to be like, if we ever renew our (laughs) vows, that'll be in there. Yeah. I'm signing on for extra sticky years. Extra <laughs> sticky rice is the single dumbest thing I've ever seen. It truly was a, quite the treat for us to see you unwrap this thing of tinfoil and see a hockey puck of sticky rice. So it was your weird. face when you realized what it was that made me so it, happy. So it was partially, it was definitely partially like I was so disappointed that this had happened, but also disappointed that now I know Amber is going to never like let me live this down. And rightfully mm-hmm. so. Yeah, this is going to be with you forever. Stranger danger. So he was inspired by this puzzle game called Pentominos. It's a game of basically five equal squ- squares assembled in a box. Uh, he said he had a dream where these pieces were like falling from the sky. Okay. And he was like arranging them as they fell because yeah. he was like super obsessed with this game. <laughs> Pajanov redesigned the shapes into tetraminos that we are familiar with today. And um, and familiar with that word now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's like, so that is where uh, that is where the game of Tetris came from was like him dreaming about it and him having this daydream of like assembling a puzzle as it fell from a sky. And having the skills to create it. Indeed, because it was not an easy game to program. Yeah, because Especially I have, back then. Well, I have crazy dreams about good ideas all the time, but I have neither the skills nor the funds nor the drive yeah. <laughs> to, to yeah. ever accomplish any of the good yeah. ideas I have. Right. Because I... My good, uh, my good ideas only go so far. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to make me uber rich, but they might make me 20 extra dollars. <laughs> not worth my time. Right. I don't know. This podcast is a great idea. Zero dollars. Zero no dollars. Negative dollars. <laughs> There's no such thing as bad ideas. Just great ideas that have gone terribly wrong. Yep. <laughs> that, is my, that is my new life motto. That's so funny. 
So where do you guys think the name Tetris came from? Tetris. It oh. came from Tetraminos, which is the shape of Tetris pieces. Yeah, you just told I think us. it's circular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Correct. <what>? Which, <laughs> which came first, Tetris or Tetraminos? This is the chicken and the egg all over yeah, again. Yeah, all over again. Uh, let's see, Tetris. So I'm going to say back in the 1980s, this is a well-known fact, back in the 1980s, mm-hmm. uh, Russian companies would have these huge parking lots when they went to like park their cars and their corporations. The parking attendants would just park them in, however, and then the guys would come out, and the guys that would park, they would have to like move all these cars to get their cars out, and the parking attendants were called Tetris. Interesting. It's a lie. I made yeah. all of that up. <laughs> I, was, I, didn't, yeah, think, yeah. I didn't think any of that was true. That's, I looked, that's you, you see me looking over at Dave. Yeah, like, I don't know any of that. That's, I think I think made up. You're telling me that's not right. Here's <laughs> no, my problem correct. with the realism. Correct. That is not right. <laughs> here's my problem with the realism behind what Dan just said. Yeah. So I grew up military. I lived in Okinawa, Japan for a while, and that is a tiny island where there are not large parking lots like there are in a lot of the rest of the world, definitely in the U.S. If you would go to a lot of different parking lots, you literally parked each other in and you left your keys in your car. And then when you came back out, oftentimes your car was moved because someone needed to get their car out. What I'm saying is not a lie. <laughs> yeah, but this is Mother Russia, Dave. Things are done different there. Yeah, and you also, ain't leaving your cars, your well, keys in the car there. Everyone's got o- a dash cam. <laughs> well, in Okinawa, like, wh- what are you going to do? Steal a car and drive 80 miles, and then you've hit the end of the island? <laughs> drive, drive it into the ocean. That's what I would do. Right? It's amazing what proximity does to keep people honest. <laughs> yeah. So the name Tetris comes from the Latin word tetra, meaning four, and tennis, Pajanov's favorite game. Yeah, that's almost what I said. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's much spot close. on. Mm-hmm. Dan, you nailed it. Thank you. So <laughs> after I did a lot of research about it. <laughs> <laughs> so after he did all the uh, coding and everything, he uh, started sharing the game around the office, and uh, his coworkers loved it. Like, they yeah. could not stop playing Tetris. Like Mark. Yeah, people like me. I like it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that's watching Mark play it for a little bit. It's because of the insults that I can hurl at him. <laughs> yeah, Dave's like <laughs> that's also a proximity thing. And I'm just like trying to explain Dave my strategy, yeah. and like it's only messing me oh, up. Oh, nice more. choice, idiot! <laughs> it's amazing because he'll be down there and he'll be like, "I'm gonna do a half roulette donut spin." That's not and what I said at all. It's totally what no, I heard. I it's bet it I was something with a T-spin. <laughs> a T-spin, Dad. You gotta hit that T-spin, Daddy. <laughs> it's all about T-spins. Okay, he always be T-spinning. And then he would triple lux it Ooh, into the right that. thing. Even better. You know what's better than a T-spin? Tell me. Line spin. Oh, no. I don't I don't mess with that. No, only pros. Only pros have the courage to do a line spin. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Did, were there line spins in that video you sent? There was a one line spin. Hmm. High level know. Tetris. <laughs> I'm so sad I missed it. <laughs> was that believable? Did I yeah. sound believable? You did. I might actually pull it up right now and watch it. <laughs> so in like the perfect example of a cool thing that your friends like really like and then go too far. Okay. They copied. I'm familiar with this. <laughs> <laughs> they copied Tetris onto floppy disks and they made their way through every like facet of Moscow. Oh, no. And <laughs> like, they, they, it ended on Gorbachev's desk. Yeah, yeah. At one point, <laughs> Lexi Gorbachev was just like. He's just like, oh, this is how you build a wall. <laughs> I tried to show him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, this game ends up everywhere in Moscow. Oh. Pashinov basically shared Tetris with a friend in Hungary, uh, who then copied it and started sharing it all over <laughs> Hungary. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, dear. The game ended up at a software exhibit in the Hungarian Institute of Technology. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's like the MIT except more goulash. Except hit, hit <laughs> instead of mitt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, that was pretty wild. He never expected it to be spread everywhere through Hungary. And make him zero dollars. Yeah, so far. <laughs> and that's the worst part, I assume, for him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad, sure he made a lot of money in the I'm end. glad it's popular. <laughs> 
but I wish I was rich. <laughs> <laughs> right? I thought everyone's really enjoying my game, but would be nice to see rubles. Yeah. <laughs> guess, guess I still work here. <laughs> While it was in Hungary on display, uh, a gentleman by the name of Robert Stein, owner uh-huh. of Andromeda Software Limited from the UK, saw the game. Of course he did. Everybody yeah, has. At this point, who didn't see <laughs> who the game? hasn't seen the game? He takes a look at it, and he's like, wow, this is amazing. I love it. I want to publish it. Let's, let's publish it, baby. Yeah, why? Yeah, it's already published by everybody. <laughs> right? <laughs> this guy, Stein, basically tracks down Pajanov through, like, a chain of custody. Like, he was like, okay, who submitted this game to Cold War chain to of HIT. custody? Yeah, and then it was, like, SAS'd it. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, airdropped himself yeah, yeah, into yeah, yeah. Mother Russia. <laughs> yeah, it was just a matter of tracking down who exactly had designed the game. Finally tracks down Pajanov, and he's like, hey, man, let's publish this game. Goes up there. He said it was, like, super kind of nerve-wracking because it's It's Russia. Russia. (laughs) Yeah, it's Russia. (laughs) It makes sense. All this makes sense. And he's like, yeah, I want to publish your game. Pajanov's like, hey, cool. I'd love for that, too. But it was designed on a government computer. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Right. So. You would like to publish Russia's game? Yes. (laughs) My bad. Uh, so in order to publish the game, he had to clear it through a Soviet agency named, ready for this, mm-hmm. the Electronogorn... The, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. The Electronor... Yeah. Yep. You got Go it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't... I have, no, don't spell it out in your head. Just say it. Mark, I have faith in you, just like when I watch you play Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just T-spin this name in your just mind. T-spin this name. The deal is I should have just said it and pretend I'm like, uh, nailed it. Yeah, nailed wait, it. I'm not going to know. Yeah. yeah. It's the Electron... Electronorgan Technica. Yeah. No, that's it. Electronorgan Technica. I'm Technica. convinced that all of Russian is just English backwards at this point. There's either too few consonants or there's not enough. Like, <laughs> like there's too many. Yeah, well, there's there's too no many. happy there's medium no with these vowels words. in this word. <laughs> right. Uh, it's either all vowels or all consonants, and I don't understand any of it. Uh, so this uh, this actually was shortened to Elorg. Oh, okay. Dude, that's way better. Probably E-Lord. should have gone with that. It that doesn't with. sound like gulag at all. <laughs> right. Well, so, past the time. <laughs> so Stein, basically with some high power negotiations, convinced Elorg to license him the game Tetris. Oh, man. Uh, for pennies on the dollar, I imagine. <laughs> Ruples <laughs> on the dollar. Yeah, Ruper, Ruples on the Ruples stone. Ruples on the dollar. Big get for him. This yeah. was the first Soviet software program that was ever sold in America. Okay. Is that the end of your sentence? End of sentence. Yeah. <laughs> what was the second? The I don't know the name. I don't know that. Was it just the question. source code for Sputnik? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we call just... this Moonlander. Second place Moonlander. <laughs> I call this beep. Because <laughs> that's all Sputnik. That's did. a Sputnik. That's a Sputnik joke, guys. That's what you come to this podcast for. Is Dave's old school space jokes? <laughs> space humor with Dave well, Hubbard. Welcome to Uncle Dave's space jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing past the 1970s, kids. Ooh, I hope you like your satellite spherical <laughs> with long pointy things. <laughs> so Stein says, "Hey, man, I got this cool license." Time to sell it. He only gets the license to publish the game for PC, though. Oh, boy. Yeah. Kind of stymies his market a little bit because not everybody has a PC in 1984. Yeah. Yeah. He basically approaches other companies (laughs) like Atari and Sega. And even though he didn't necessarily have the rights to (laughs) license the game to coin ops or handheld devices, he still inks deals with them. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. So uh, basically, he c- comes up uh, with ways to get Tetris on home consoles and in, ar- in arcades yeah. around around the world. Oddly enough, Elorg doesn't know about any of this. 
Well, they're Did, busy fighting the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> Are they just not checking on things? Yeah. They, yeah. They like, that's kind of what happened. They were just like, oh, he's Russian. Uh, no, he's American. He will not cheat us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, uh, this is crazy. Who would cheat on Mother Russia? <laughs> so, certainly not a capitalist <laughs> nation. They didn't know about any of this until another developer named Hank Rogers. That's H-E-N-K. Wow. Hank Rogers uh, came to them and asked yeah, I them. I thought he spelled Hank and no other words so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> 900 Russian names. I know. You right. spelled Hank. Well, it's weird. It's like H-E-N-K. It's like not Hank. Hank Rogers. Hank. Where's he from? America. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they probably misspelled Hello, his name. I'm <laughs> Hank Rogers. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Uh, this is Hank Rogers. <laughs> Oh, today we ride horse. (laughs) (laughs) I am cowboy. You excited? Yes. No, but now you've actually described Andre currently. <laughs> I, I, I bought a gun and a truck. So oh. I got a hat. Uh, our uh, One of our board game friends, Andre, moved to Texas and straight up just went native. <laughs> yeah. He just <laughs> sends just... us pictures of cowboy hats and guns and trucks. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens, man. You move to Texas. It's like a, it's like a whole lifestyle He's like, down I there. love it down here. If like... I could hear Andre speak his Russian accent but with a Texan twang, I'd oh be so happy. I, my, my, my brain would melt. <laughs> I'm happy he's happy. (laughs) So anyway, this guy, Rogers, he approaches them about licensing the game for the Nintendo Game Boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you That might have been my first experience with the old Tetris. Yeah, Mm. like on the Nintendo Game Boy? I so. I mean, I don't... It's hard to pin down when I first played Tetris. That's probably mine, too, but, like, green screen Game Boy. Like, the thick, old school green screen. Yeah. Those four double A's in there. (laughs) I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. And it burned through them so (laughs) fast. Those, like, four double A's, enjoy your 45 minutes (laughs) of gaming. (laughs) Goodbye, (laughs) environment (laughs) oh these lithium ones are spent throw them right away in my trash can (laughs) right out the window so anyway elorg like i said didn't know about any of these Uh other licensing deals then they were hank williams comes around yeah yeah rogers hank Hank williams (laughs) hank williams kind of blew up their spot you know a little bit they confront Stein and he's like, guys, listen, you wouldn't believe the amount of money I've made. Like, can you blame a dude? And they're like, yeah, we can. Yeah. And in fact, we will. <laughs> After he sort of told them how much money could be done, like could be made from licensing like Tetris to other consoles mm-hmm. and stuff. They were like, yeah, we'll do it for sure. So <laughs> what? You give us more money. <laughs> we are very angry. How many zero? Less angry. <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. So they basically uh, inked a deal to include Tetris on every with the sale of every single Game Boy mm-hmm. that was sold. That's yeah. why I got it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo had to do some legal wrangling against Atari because Atari's like, hey, we had an exclusive deal for at home with Tetris. You're like, did you? Because did- this guy was signing everything. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was signing things that he didn't even have the rights to. Yeah, so after some like legal maneuvering, Nintendo basically got the rights to sell Tetris with the Game Boy. Made a ton of money off the of it. The Game Boy's not an at-home console loophole. Yeah, it's a, t- it's a pocket <laughs> take, console. Take it where yeah. you want. As long as you have access to four double A's. <laughs> Play it wherever you want. And a light source. And yeah, an external yeah, light and source. A, and a light source. Good luck playing into the dark. Backlight? <laughs> right? What's that? So the real question is, how much money could have Alexei Pajanov made off of Tetris that he never saw? Oh, I mean. Like a yeah, billion yeah, dollars. Yeah, I was going to say, like hundreds of millions of dollars. No, this is 1980s money, to be okay. clear. Seven ruples. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say like a hundred and, no, like $280 million. $280 million? I'm going to say how much could he have seen? How much money could he have made if he had sold the game himself? Oof. 
Uh, yeah, it's got to be like what, hundred million? Yeah, it's got to be hundreds of million. You guys are a little overshooting it. Are a- we though? Approximately forty million dollars. You could. Oh, oh that's man, that's you know what? Chance. I bet we're right if we adjust for inflation. Yeah, you're yeah, probably how much in the ballpark nowadays. <laughs> you're probably in the ballpark. I can't think like, past money. I know, right? I can barely think now money. Yeah, <laughs> no concept of now money. <laughs> Goodbye money. <laughs> So he's like super bummed out because he missed out. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, he's missed out that. on all this money. Have you ever had a dream that you won the lottery and then you woke up and you were so sad? Yeah, yeah. it's a lot like that, except that Tetris did end up everywhere. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's like where he woke up every day like that. Yeah, it's kind of like you had a dream you won the lottery, but when you woke up, everybody else had the winning lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, this story does have a bit of a silver lining, though. Okay. Because uh, Rogers and Pajnov would become great friends. Oh, very best American <laughs> friend. <laughs> Rogers would go on to help the Russian engineer uh, immigrate to America in 1991. Hell. Oh. Give him the old vouch. She's like, hey, man, this is a good dude. He needs to come this over This guy's to on the up and up. You ever played Tetris? I know you have. Yeah, yep. I helped him immigrate, too, at five years old. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's deeply involved. <laughs> so when he got to America, Pajnov made his own company and would continue to make games. Like Some of his other games are kind of wild because they're... Sort of like Tetris, but they're not because he didn't have the rights to do Tetris. Did he only make games based on fever dreams that he had? Yeah. <laughs> one like of these. <laughs> so one of these games was there were like faces on the screen and like there were descending hats and like each face had a certain hat that went with no, it. No, I hate it. Yeah. Loser. It very, That's a loser it, idea. It was very, I believe it was called Hatteras. Did he make $40 oh, no. million dollars yeah. off of this? He did not. But. In 1996, when Elorg was dissolving, Rogers returned to Moscow one last time to negotiate the rights for Tetris and won them back to the man who invented the game 12 years ago. So Rogers not only got him over to America, he's like, hey, I'm going to get you your game back. So he goes over there when Elorg is dissolving and says, hey, come on. Then he's making money off all these new versions of Tetris. Is that Alexei? Is he dead? Uh, Pajanov? Yeah. Still alive. Oh, good Good for for him. him. Not dead yet. So yeah, he is. (laughs) Not dead yet, baby. Not dead yet. a silver fox lining. Yeah, in fact, (laughs) he actually, um, we're, we're going to move into some competitive Tetris talk because oh, the legacy was, that it has. I was waiting. Tetris. Excellent. Yeah, you were just, just a matter of time before I got there. Well, yeah. well I'm going to watch videos on my drive home. But he, <laughs> um, he uh, Pajanov actually was uh, there, present for the last World Championship Tetris match. When was that? Mm, it was 2019, 2020. When we could still be around people? Yeah, when we were still Aww, <laughs> allowed to be around people in America. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Okay, guys. So what year was the first official Tetris tournament held? 2000, no, uh, 1992. 1992? Mm, 95. 95. Gentlemen, the first Tetris tournament was held at the 1990 Nintendo World Championships. Ooh. It's pretty good for only being out. So it was only out six years. Yeah, just national. a little bit of time. Hello. Good for them, uh, I guess. So, <laughs> so was it on a Game Boy? It was not on a Game Boy. And in the dark, a Game Boy in the dark, and yep. your batteries are dying. Yep. <laughs> what cool. level can you get yep. to? Get as, yeah. get as many lines as you can. Yeah. No, you get new batteries, but only this set of four. Yep. <laughs> yep. Score what it's you whoever can. has the most lines at the end. Good luck. So the tournament was set up so that it was different age divisions. Okay. You That's had like a younger fair. group, you had a teenage group, and then you had the adult division. Well, it would be weird if it was like, all right, now you 32-year-old play this 5-year-old. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Go. And then we know that the 5-year-old wins that. Yeah, the 5-year-old yeah. every time. Yeah. It's not fair I'm the 32-year-old. Yeah. I know how I play Tetris. I was going to say, my brain doesn't work that fast no. anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's been loaded down with bills and stuff. <laughs> with, with adulthood? <laughs> that was not as good as I was promised as a child. Yeah, yeah. I was, I know, was sold a bunk bill of goods. Maybe that's why I like the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I didn't have any bills. Or... I thought adulthood would be good. Like, sure, I can eat cookies whenever I want, but I also get an upset stomach yeah. more often. Yeah, <laughs> but then I have to take a Tums and then standing up to pee in the middle of the night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Eat and cookies. I can't, I can't get go to bed diabetes. too early because I get acid reflux. <laughs> Correct. Oh. I could stay up all night, but I work in the morning. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I could stay up all night. Just kidding. No, I can't. No, I I'm can't. exhausted. <laughs> Each division had its own winner. Uh, the winners got a golden Mario trophy. Why yeah. Mario if it's a Tetris? Is it a Nintendo, Nintendo World Championship? Oh, that makes sense. Uh, so they got, they got a golden Mario trophy, a $10,000 savings bond, a 40-inch rear projection TV. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, a 1990 Geo Metro convertible. <laughs> oh, that's so Dope. It's the, so the worst great. part of that is that Geo Metro is not going to get that TV home because that no, TV weighs 600 no. pounds. Yeah. Also, I love the idea of giving away a $10,000 savings bond because that's like saying, hey, I'd like to give you $10,000, but in seven years. Yeah. <laughs> but not now. You have to also don't lose this piece of paper. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's That is kind of a weird. That's, that's a group of odd prizes. Well, that maybe is a very odd group uh, of prizes. Maybe they were assuming that the age of the winner means that you'll be 18 when you can claim the money <laughs> <laughs> right although right? you probably might not be old enough to drive the convertible so convertible yep. geo metro yeah. is the funniest thing i've ever heard so at the end of the competition the three winners from each age division had an exhibition match oh kind of like an like unofficial yeah best grand, in show grand champion grand champion best in show best in show and the winner was a 13 year old by the name of thor ackerland cool what? name is that his real name that's his real cool name. name yeah good for his parents yeah. what i gotta yep. say on that one thor ackerland thor ackerland so there for a while he was like the reigning mvp of of tetris he like had his own like uh sponsorship deal oh man for what? like uh, consoles swatches. and stuff <laughs> that'd be great if it was swatches, swatches and flobies <laughs> it's just a <laughs> it's just a kid with the val kilmer hair <laughs> pulling up a swatch <laughs> thumbs up it's nice, yes. <laughs> That's kind of like how uh, Tetris got its official competitive start. These days, like there's a there's a huge advance in sophistication when it comes to Tetris. Yeah, it's like anything. What's that new one? Tetris Tetris 99. Uh, Tetris oh, 99. Yeah, yeah, where you're playing a ton of other people. I'm terrible at it. Battle Royale Tetris. I'm it's... as good at that as I am at Tetris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like for other people who are actively working against yeah. me, which I don't need. Tetris is going to beat me by itself. Yeah, the computer will do a fine job. <laughs> So there were two achievements in Tetris that were thought to be uh, nearly impossible to achieve. Okay. The first was getting past the level 29 kill screen. I agree that that is impossible for me to achieve. Uh, yeah. yeah. Basically, the way Tetris works is that it starts on level zero and it goes all the way to level 19, mm -hmm. right? So after level 19, as you clear lines out, like 10 lines advances you to a level. Level 29 is like an increase of speed at which it is too fast in order to like drop pieces in time. Like the resolution can't even handle it. Correct. It's just blur. Your whole screen's blurring. Wow. Yeah. So I got some fun information about that. We'll get to in a second. The, the second oh, one teaser. was a max out score. Tetris only records scores up to 999,999 oh. points. That's unnecessary for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so many commas more than I'm going to need. <laughs> right. And the reason why is because everyone thought, okay, the game's going so fast. Once you get to a certain level, yeah. like there's no way you could score a perfect like max out score. Well, and even the hardware requirements at that point were so <laughs> different. Game Boys, like, I'm kind of yeah. glad you brought the game, like the, the hardware requirements up, Dave, because we were going to like mosey around right in there and I'm going to talk to you about a little the bit game about Boy's just catching on fire <laughs> yeah 
so, all four batteries going up. Shoot plane. right out of the back of the game. <laughs> hot, 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 hot. Tetris was designed to run at 60 frames per second. I think we may have talked about this at some point on the Random Draw Board Game Podcast. Sure, but not this one. Yeah, so it but doesn't yeah. matter. One. Talk away. Yeah. So it runs at 60 frames a second. At level 18, which is the level at which most competitive Tetris starts at today, the Tetramino. <laughs> I falls couldn't even by. get there. Bummer. <laughs> right. So the level, basically, every game starts at level 18 now. It used Great. to be you could go down to level 15. That's scrub scores. Those are rookie numbers. You got to get big boy numbers. Obviously. Obviously. What a fool I've been. <laughs> well, that's why I'm not good at it. Yeah, I've been starting at one, zero. At level 18, the Tetramino falls at a rate of three frames per line. Okay. Meaning that each piece is only on the line for three frames until it <laughs> like, descends to the next, kind of. Well, because if it's 60 frames per second, that is very fast. It is very, yeah. very fast. Yes. Uh, depending on how high your stack is, you may only have milliseconds to decide where you're going to put this Tetris but, And that's piece. definitely time I use to make decisions. Yes. 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 If I'm playing Tetris th- and I have whole seconds to decide yeah. things, I still make mistakes. What I do during Tetris is I set things up and then I look for one shape and a place to store everything else that's coming. <laughs> Until that one shape I'm gets waiting there. for a square. Yeah. I'm waiting for a square. And I'll nope. just put this on the side. Dump it to the right. Dump this it to the right. This is future me problem. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this speed is maintained for 130 lines. So once you've cleared 130 lines, mm-hmm. you hit level 19. At that point, the speed increases to two frames per line. <laughs> so you basically have a 50% speed increase from levels 18 to 19. Fun. From level 19 on, it stays two frames a second until you hit the level 29 kill screen. So at that point, you hit another speed increase where each piece only on a line for one frame. How? That's 60 <laughs> lines per second. Yep. So then, you. How many lines are in a, on a Tetris board? I could not answer that question. Wow, right. Mark. That seems it, like stuff you should right? know. Right? This yep. seems like a stat we should I did, have. Is I it did more than all seven? of this research. Is it more than six? Because... <laughs> The yeah. point is, I found the thing that broke Mark's. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that, there's always one thing that I didn't look into. <laughs> Gotta Just come up with lie out loud. We'll uh, yeah. never know. There's uh, 73 Not lines. Not now. We know that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> liar. Yeah, you're a liar. <laughs> liar. Uh, in comparison, level one contains 43 frames per grid cell. So you get basically almost a full second before it descends a line. And I still have trouble. Still have a hard Too time fast. deciding where to put things. I need way more time. Give it back. You end up with you end up with a situation where like the lines are moving so fast that you can't control where the lines are going unless you use a technique called hypertapping. Oh, which I don't. Yeah. <laughs> hypertapping is rapidly with your thumb tapping a directional button 10 times per second in order to that's a lot of tapping yeah hyper tapping yeah i guess <laughs> it all makes sense now so but that's so fast it's not like you could see the thing and then choose where to put it in that amount of time or see, can you you can dave <laughs> and if you'd watched the homework that i had assigned you <laughs> no you do the research yeah, I, don't do the yeah. research. I did the research for my topic i did the research right. for you want me to tell you about swatches mark no <laughs> i'm gonna send you floby videos <laughs> that's right i would have watched your stupid floby video i did yeah, the research yeah you're a sucker (laughs) so basically if you tap the controller that fast you can manipulate the lines fast enough to get them over on the far sides of the of the board that's crazy that's crazy right that's crazy talk and people didn't think it was possible i don't think it's possible now and there are videos (laughs) johnny two thumbs johnson yeah until 2009 when when a gentleman by the name of harry hong recorded the first ever on film max out so basically he went from level i don't even i think probably level 15 at the time if Mm -hmm. i had to bet scored over a million points in tetris by hyper tapping that's manipulating a weird life to live good for him we're all into something 
Yeah, we're all into something. He's I, way into to hypertapping. Yeah, and I could tell him more about Star Trek than he knows. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> you know what? Maybe. I'm going to caveat that with a maybe. maybe. You, know, you know what that reminds me of? So there used to be this track and field game for the NES. Mm-hmm. And you oh, would yeah. have to alternate buttons, right? Yeah. Or a better way to do it is you take a plastic spoon. I remember doing that. And you put your thumb in the scoop part of the spoon, mm-hmm. and then you just rub it back and forth really <laughs> fast. And, and, if and I your guy that. just hauls butt down the, Dude, down the field. If I have a spoon and you don't, I will. Every win. time, every I time. Don't care yep. how fast. You the funniest think you part are. is you can get it going so fast that the spoon starts to melt, and oh, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. That's what that Too reminds much me heat. of. Too much heat on that. I'm one. hyper running. <laughs> so three years after Harry Hong sets the max out, the first ever classic Tetris World Series is held in Portland, Oregon, during the uh, I think it was the Retro Gaming Expo. Sure. sure yeah. yeah. Say it, with confidence. Dave and I will agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? It was the Retro Gaming Expo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone remembers that. <laughs> And the goal was was to get all of the best Tetris players together in one room and then figure out who was the best Tetris player. Oh, yeah. Isn't that just called a competition? Yep, that's yep. what I would think. Well, like how before there was like work? all this thought about like, oh, well, you know, Harry Hong's good, but is he is he really like is Thor he better Ackerland? than Thor? Exactly. So now you have a chance to prove it. Right. That's what a tournament it is. Yeah. That's literally what tournaments are. Yeah. Listen, that's like if we just sat pick around. pick apart you guys' research subjects. Yes, you, you should. Yeah. First, <laughs> first off, yes, you do. And second of all, if you don't, that's what yeah. we do on this podcast. I know. I know. That's fine. It's fine. Anyway, so every year since 2012, World Series has been held. And play has significantly gotten better and better. Sure. Now, like, people max out during qualifying. Yeah, steel sharpens steel. Yep, exactly. Um, So if you were to ask me, hey, guys, where's the most successful, like, Tetris player of all time? Yeah. Is it Mark Belisle? It is not. Uh, No, not by a long shot. You know, you could have told me, and I wouldn't have known any better. (laughs) No, I've seen him play. uh, I would know. I've seen you play. I didn't see his face in that video that no, I didn't watch. No. <laughs> uh, the, the guy's name is Jonas Neubauer, who won the CTWCS seven times Dang. and reached the final nine out of ten times. Whoa. Yeah, so this Only guy's, one disappointing year. Yeah, this guy was definitely... He didn't win every single one of them, but he got real Where's close. Where's he from? Uh, he's from the U.S. Whoa. Yep. Mark, you could take him. No, I don't think I could. You should try to challenge him online. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just throw shade his way on the Twitter. And see if you say, can... we just talked about you on our podcast, Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Flex. My favorite is like he like like he'll play at level eighteen and he'll explain strategy as he's stacking. Oh, and like yeah. having the ability to like think about what you're doing yeah, that and explain it to me. people while you're doing it. Like high level people like thinking while they're playing video games, like really good gamers. Mm-hmm. Like Amber asked me a question while I'm playing a video game and it's not even hard. I'm just like I can't talk right now. <laughs> I'm so busy. You just made me die. Yeah, this is your right? fault. <laughs> so recently there has been like a new generation of Tetris players who come on the board who've like sort of rested control of the of the competition from all the older guys the most successful of these Mm -hmm. is a 16 year old kid by the name of joseph saley where's he from he is from i believe california oh yeah so he just rolls up to portland and then i think it was his second year in competition he ends up beating Jonas Neubauer. Oh, Jonas, no. Yeah. Jonas. What happened to Thor? Thor actually, like... He went back to Asgard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did see that movie. He, he uh, walked across the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. The Frost... Was it the Frostbite the Bridge? Bifrost. The Bifrost. The Bifrost. The Bifrost. Frostbite Bridge. <laughs> you ever say something dumb and then realize what you've said? All the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Time. You did it on a show. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Saley currently holds the world record for points. Would you guys like to guess how many points Saley has scored? Is it uh, like it could go unlimited? Uh yes. What did what's his name score? Newbauer like, has yeah. maxed out, so he's scored over a hundred, uh, over a, a million points. So this kid is over a million. points. Keeping in mind that each each line only lasts a frame. Does it keep track after a million? 
Well, they've converted it now so that it does. Oh, okay. Yeah, not initially. It was like it, it started like spitting out alphanumeric codes. <laughs> so it was like A and then a bunch of numbers yeah. and then B and a bunch Ruh-roh. of numbers. Yeah. I think he made it to two million. You Ooh. think he doubled up? The yeah, score? I think he doubled it. I think he did better because I have faith in him. I think he got seven million four hundred thousand <laughs> and thirty-two. I love it. No, he didn't get anywhere near two million or seven million. Oh, he got one million three hundred and fifty-seven thousand four hundred and twenty-eight. That is well, the current world record. I'm less impressed because of the random number that I made up before I was told the truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, basically, well, I think he's not very good. To put that into perspective. <laughs> He made it to level 33. He cleared 40 additional lines after the kill This screen. is just like your basic Tetris? This is just basic, yeah. With the That's same... sanity. With yeah. uh, the, the Russian building in the background, mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. The Kremlin? Yeah, yep. there it is. Yeah, so basically he cleared an additional 40 lines after the quote-unquote kill screen. He was hyper-tapping, I he's imagine. Hyper, yeah, he's a hyper-tapper for sure. <laughs> And then um, who isn't right? Yeah. Well, uh, there are a couple like the other method of like moving Tetris pieces is called DAS. Yeah. <laughs> and is this an acronym? Please say yes. It is. It is an acronym. Thank God. <laughs> but like Give I can't. It to me. I would explain it to you, but like it's super. I don't. I even don't want fully to understand explained. what it is. I want the acronym. I don't know the acronym. Oh. But anyway, it's like directional Dave, trash research. Dave, would you like to take a guess at what the acronym nope. is? <laughs> it was like directional something shift. Dabbing at what are synchronized. <laughs> Is it an S or a Z? It's a S. Date? Dabbing accounts synchronized. Doinking all subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we've done to you this very episode. Yeah, so anyway, that's Tetris. Hey! hey Tetris! Yeah, I love competitive Tetris. If you guys want my favorite Tetris match and you're interested in it, uh, take a look at Joseph Saley versus Green Tea. Is we that can, what you sent us? That's the one I sent you guys. We can put a link in the description of this I uh, have it right on my phone. Podcast. I'm not going to watch it, but you should. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's got things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Edit this podcast. <laughs> Again, thank you everybody for listening. That is episode number two of Random Draw, a 1980s podcast. If you'd like to ever send us an email, just shoot us an email. I'm saying email so often now. Uh, <laughs> send us an, an email at uh, randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. Well, there, if you have any suggestions, if something you'd like us to cover or any questions about us personally, <laughs> one of those things will be interesting yeah, yeah. unlike us who are not yeah, yeah I'll tell I will, you about myself I'll tell you anything but you're going to be so disappointed and if we've offended you with our Russian accent uh, it's the best we got yeah. so, <laughs> sorry and for you it comes from place of love <laughs> and now for something completely different Rick Roll never going to give you up <laughs> never, never going to let you down, down. who's that's what I do. <laughs> no, Medea goes to jail, saw it live in Philly, and that thing was hilarious. I laughed very hard. Now, it part of that is be- probably in an audience. Like, you laugh sure. so much harder when you're surrounded by other people laughing. Like, if you see a comedy in the theater, as opposed to watching it by yourself on your <coughs> couch, like, you're lucky if you get a mild <laughs> out of watching it by yourself. Uh-huh. But then you watch it in the theater, and everyone's laughing together, and you yeah. laugh so much harder. It's contagious. Yeah. I would Horror movies are the same way. Horror movies are so much more Just pronounced. so much laughing, like group, group laughter. It's a lot of laughter. <laughs> See that, Dave? They're hilarious. You should watch. You should. Maybe I'm in the horror movies, guys. <laughs> Wait a minute. They're funny. Did you watch the new Adam Sandler movie? Uh, why would I watch that? Just I've curious. got all these Medea films to watch. Just curious. <laughs> it's no. out. It's about Halloween. It is about it's, Halloween. It's, 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 it just came out yeah. like yesterday. I, I, I just saw it like advertised this morning on the Netflix. Yeah, I, I can't imagine I'm going to watch it. No? No, no. I saw the advertisement, and then I moved directly to Star Trek, yeah, as I, usual. I watched it like the... <laughs> Dave's like, 
Hmm. Huh. Now on to Star Trek. I watched like the preview that they f- comes up if you wait more than two seconds yeah. on anything. Yeah. yeah and then I was so watching annoying. it. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, and then the longer I watched it, the more I was like, no. <laughs> I don't know that I want this. No, I don't need this exactly. Yeah. So last night I watched I Tanya. Okay. Okay. I wanted to watch Amber that. Amber saw that. Is it good? Let's just say that it was sold to me as a dark comedy. That's weird because it's not and, right. <laughs> and I, so I went into this. Expecting a dark comedy, this is a dark drama. Yeah, which is a different thing. And so, I was watching it with a group of friends. <laughs> no. So the problem is like horrible. A horrible scene would happen. It, she got beat a lot by the men and women in her life. Yeah, it and made so, her like, a better skater, Dave. Well, so I kept waiting for the <laughs> I joke. Probably shouldn't be in there, right? <laughs> but no, I kept waiting for the joke. Is the problem? And so after like 15, 20 oh, minutes yeah, of this movie, and it's just getting darker. And worse, and I'm not enjoying myself. That makes sense. Uh, she, it's this whole long scene where, like, she just gets abused by her soon-to-be husband. Yeah. And then there's this long pause, and I just go, ha! <laughs> guys, yeah. where's the comedy? Where's guys, the comedy? Is, this is just dark. It's just dark. Is it funny yet? Anyway, it never gets funny. That's no. the end of that movie. Never I, gets funny. So huh. I'm confused. Like, I don't know if it's where I'm at in my life or whatever, but I am just kind of confused that some of the movies come out. Like, who are these targeted? Like, yeah, I, Tanya. Like, maybe some people are into that. Or any of the Richard Jewell movies that have recently come out. Richard Jewell. Yeah, the n- Olympic bomber from 1996 Atlanta. Oh, I oh, didn't even know that yeah, happened. that's true. That was that was one of the new Oscar Beatty films. Yeah, I was like, who cares about this? This I happened was, like. Uh, is that thir- Clint Eastwood? Yeah, it is, but oh he's God. 90 years old. What's he know? Yeah, that's true. It's not, it's not uh, also, The Grateful Dead. Oh, listen, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The Grateful Dead. I don't, I don't ever want to be accused of being an ageist. Okay, go ahead. But this somebody is going to be somebody should an ageist stop sort of thing. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I mean, they, they should be like, no, dude. What was that last movie he made when he was the drug dealer or the drug runner? The Mule? The Mule, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I took a hard pass. You didn't watch The Mule? No, why would I? What about the one where he was the old white racist guy? Oh, Grand you Torino. Mean most of them. Grand Torino. Grand Torino. Yeah, you mean like? <laughs> okay, that could be the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> like, we could, like we could go on for a while there. Maybe Dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like I just see these movies like Richard Jewell. Like who's calling for a Richard Jewell yeah, movie who, who, like, about the '96 <laughs> like Olympic bomber? Yeah, if yeah. it wasn't for uh, it being Joel's night to pick a movie, I definitely would never have watched I Tanya. I did do some research on it afterwards, and it turns out. It's basically her side of the story. Like, yeah. That's what that movie is. It is her side of the Did story. Did she say mm-hmm. Nancy Kerrigan tripped and fell on the pipe? No, not at all. Like, <laughs> But according to her, Whoopsie. she knew nothing about it, and then oh, her husband man. had it. And, and That was anyway, not true. I'm not and sure also, that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel like that's true. And she did have a really bad life, if any of this is true, of course. Yeah, but. you still shouldn't like uh, beat other people with pipes or yeah. pay other people to beat people with well, pipes. Well, according to her, she had nothing to do with it and didn't even know her husband had anything to do with it until well after the she didn't happened. even win the gold afterwards no like, talk she about not. disappointment yeah. i know seriously what a wasted hit missed man. opportunity <laughs> what a missed opportunity there <laughs> anyway if i had to rate that movie it yeah. would be 10 out of 10 dark zero out of 10 comedy <laughs> gotcha <laughs> <laughs> like if you're breaking those things down you know, if I want to, if I want to see a story about like an Olympian and I want to feel inspired, I'm definitely interested in like a Jim Thorpe. Tamaguchi, that's my go-to. You're not. You're <laughs> who? Christy Tamaguchi. Nope. Tamagotchi. Nope. nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> 
I'm just curious. Keep I, going. I, I know exactly who he's yeah. talking about, but the ice skater. Yeah, she was another yeah. ice skater. I just want to hear. I just want to hear how many different permutations of her name you can get wrong. If I, you're looking for an inspiring story, that <laughs> South African looked- sprinter with no legs until he until killed his girlfriend. <laughs> Boy, so, the last yeah. the last act of that movie goes off the rails. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Wait a minute. So we need to start making movies where it's just about like the first two thirds of people's lives. <laughs> yeah, so that it's inspirational. And you know where we're starting, of course. Yeah, O.J. Simpson. O.J. Oh, Simpson. Of course, because <laughs> he like over. Came a lot was yeah. one of the best running backs in NFL history, and uh-huh. then went on the ha- end. No, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, no. and then he Naked went on. Gun. He went on to have a great Hollywood career yeah. and brought us all a lot of joy and laughter. The end. Yeah, yeah. the movie the ends movie- with the movie ends with him buying a white oh, Ford Bronco. That was the joke I was gonna make. Yeah, he just ends the the yeah. movie ends with like, oh, this looks like a lot of space. <laughs> You, like, it is juice. It yeah, is. It is juice, and he just smash cut to credits. Yeah, that's yeah. it. The yeah. end. <laughs> I can't and believe then, we were both going for the same joke. Very funny. And then you got to have the wrap up over the credits where it like says where they are now, but all of his are like, and he ended up going for quite the enjoyable joyride with a friend of his. <laughs> oh, juice! I mean, after getting cold hands, he bought a tight fitting pair of gloves. <laughs> Those gloves would have poems written about them. Anyway, fun. we yeah, yeah, fun This is what we should start: inspirational stories that oh, that stop right before the person goes off the rails. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer taking cooking classes. Oh yeah. <laughs> the trick is you gotta season the meat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to deglaze that pan. <laughs> I don't wasn't get he the wasn't no. he the one that like injected people's brains because he was trying to make a sex zombie or something? He was well, you know, who he's, isn't Dave? He's just freestyling with it. <laughs> Is that <laughs> what we're gonna call what he's done? Freestyling? He's, yeah. he's just seeing what happens. You know, he's, he's, listen, he's not. He's just asking questions. Here. I do. He like was the brainstorming. Oh, I hate it. I hate everything about it. I'm not gonna do anything it's about the it. The best but, joke I've ever yeah. made in my entire life. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Write that down. Everybody. Mark it, Charles Manson. Yeah, because he was like bringing people together yeah. and like throwing. Hanging out with the Beach Boys. Hanging out with the Beach Boys, throwing ragers. Yeah. De- definitely whoever started Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We hey. were all just wearing matching sneakers. Yeah. We hey, how just... do you like these Nikes? <laughs> Guys, check out these cool tracksuits I got. <laughs> do you like, want to dress like other people and live in bunk beds? I feel like we've just gone into the first half of a cult's development. <laughs> yeah, I can't really. I, I mean, there's a lot of really bad people out there, but uh, for some reason, all I can think about is cult leaders. Mm-hmm. Jim Jones. Jim Jones? Yeah. Um, did you know Jim for. Jones used to sell monkeys door to door? Question. Yes. I, I have so many questions about <laughs> okay. this. Yeah. First of all, so was it like a vacuum cleaner salesman where he would knock on the door like holding <laughs> like, a monkey? Just, like he had a suitcase just, yeah. of monkeys. monkey in tow. And then he would, if you invited him in, he would like open multiple suitcases and all these monkeys would just yeah, pop out. Yeah, it's different styles of monkeys. <laughs> and then he'd be like, well, this monkey eats mangoes and then does tricks. Well, this monkey eats bananas yep. and then does tricks. Yep. Oh, that monkey just pooped on your carpet. Fun fact. I also sell vacuum cleaners. (laughs) Do you think that he'll be like selling monkeys and the monkeys will all be holding Kool-Aid? Oh, that'd be good. (laughs) Terrible. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. And then that's where the movie ends. That's where the movie ends. (laughs) Just... Maybe the we end. should try Flavor Aid today. <laughs> yeah, the all the, the, all the movies need to cut like right with a nod to what they're about to do. Why is this Charles Manson happens? movie only thirty minutes long? <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Have you ever listened to any of Charles Manson's music? <laughs> no, oddly enough, no. I've I listened know. to Marilyn Manson's music. Yeah, yeah. is it like that? Is no, because like I'm familiar with Marilyn no, Manson's it's music. So weird. It's like super weird. Okay, like so it is like that. stuff. 
Oh. Yeah, no, it's all like acoustic guitar and like he's just like just singing to his heart's content about so he's singing whatever. about just why, whatever just, his drug addled brain is just coming up whatever with. Pass, like man, listen LSD, man. You I hear take, you. you. Take that I mean, LSD next thing you know, buddy, just all over the place. That's my Charles Manson. That's your Charles yeah, Manson. Yeah, cuz it doesn't sound like Charles Manson. No, it really doesn't. It sounds way more like Oh yeah. <laughs> the cream of the crop of the LSD, brother. The cream rises. The cream to the rises top. to the top. 360. Oh, yeah, brother. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'll be back. Oh, yeah.